Today's sermon is an homage to George Floyd. To pray, you can be on bended knee. To protest, you cannot take a knee. To serve and protect, you can knee a man in the neck. You can be a police officer who bends a knee, takes a knee, and serves and protects with a knee until it takes a man's life. The man said, Mama, that was a prayer. Where is the mercy? Where is the compassion? Where will it end? What makes this time any different, white America? and the rest of us as well. When we look back in six months as we have after so many murders of black and brown and red people, adults and children, from massacres of our First Nations families, murders of their young women, destruction of their sacred lands and hijacking of their cultures, from school slings of our most precious gift our children of all colors, from shoddy education and worse housing that kills their spirits. For the survivors, we leave them with the loss of their childhoods to fear and insecurity. We engineer their nightmares and we kill their dreams. Will we look back in six months after we've been outraged and see that nothing changes? Oh, Mama, where is the mercy? Where is the compassion? Where will it end? Some people say that George Floyd is not worthy of being revered because he had a criminal record and he'd been in prison. Now, I'm not going to defend his choices beyond asking, what were the circumstances of his black life What were the circumstances of his black life that made him desperate? He is responsible for his actions, and one of them was to try to turn his life around. Let the naysayers talk about that. Let them say that a police officer can be judge, jury, and executioner. The thing is that George Floyd's death captured on video became a component of a perfect storm. Perhaps sheltering in places made many of us more introspective, more emotionally vulnerable. A virus in the form of COVID-19 swirled into, a, into our lives, and the virus of racism and hatred swept up the nation, waking us up to a reality that we have not wanted to face. But are we woke? We do not want to hear the words white supremacy, white fragility, Black Lives Matter, colonialism. But we can live with the poverty, the hatred, the desperation, our silence, complacency, complacency, complacency and greed have visited on January of black 
brown, red, and yellow people. Yes, let's add Asians whom we put in concentration camps and blame for the coronavirus. To the people who are silent in these times of travesty, you are silent when police brutality occurs, but you have plenty to say when riots rip this country apart. You talk about, look what those people do to their own neighborhoods. Yes, those actions are deplorable, but did you also see the intruders who came to those neighborhoods as vandals and thieves? There's been some looting in Peoria, and we now have National Guard here to help the police. There have been lootings, but how misguided are those who have been taught to hate the color of their skin and to think that someone else's success is flaunting failure in their faces? What about black-on-black -black crime, some say? I say, what about that powerful white-on-everyone-else crime? Where are the consciences, the ethics, the morals of those who terrorize the rest of us with their greed? Does it feel more and more as if money is more important than people right now? We are caught in some sort of catch-22 where people are expected to risk their lives to make our economy work. And if they don't go back to work, they lose their jobs and unemployment benefits. Many of the people we are calling essential workers don't even make $15 an hour. What is going to happen when these so-called heroes ask for better wages and benefits? Maybe we'll send them home with copies of the commercials calling them heroes and the thanks of a grateful nation. Oh Lord, where is the mercy? Where is the compassion? Where will it end? To the people who are silent in these times of travesty, you are silent when another black man is killed by a police officer. Or you, or you want to say, oh, there are a few bad apples in the police departments. Like, they're good old boys, and, and boys will be boys. But you don't go on to say that a few bad apples spoil the good works of the whole bunch. It's easier just to turn away. After all, they terrorize people you think probably deserve it. You are, you are vocal when it comes to paying working wages to those you consider servants of your needs. You don't care if they live in the part of town where toxic factories produce asthma and COPD, as long as you get low-cost utilities. The mostly silent majority treats people as if they are utilities that serve them. People who do the dirty work, they are the low-class citizens that we count on. And you don't want to pay a living wage so they can have a decent, safe place to live and don't have to rely on the kindness of strangers packing school lunches for poor kids.
the silent ones. You don't care that there are housing projects that keep those people away from you. And you are among those who don't hire minorities or you keep them at low level jobs so you can be well off. You feel fine eating at places that deplore minorities and gays. Oh my Lord, where is the mercy? Where is the compassion? Where would end? We know there are good people and those that are truly supportive of equality who will rise to the occasion and do the work of the people. But let me tell you one of the traits we see often in those liberal faiths and politics. We often feel that suffering is enough. Our personal suffering is enough. If something makes us cry and feel bad, we can be disillusioned into thinking we've done our part. Empathy and sympathy are not where we should stop it, it's where we should begin our work. If you are thinking so much that needs to be done, I don't even know where to start. Do something, choose something, now is the time. Do something. And so we pray, O Spirit of love and life, God of many names and no names, we ask that we find the strength to do what has scared us in the past, the wisdom to move our silence from ignorance to purposeful listening and learning. We know that vigils and tears are just the beginning and that taking action to disrupt the power and processes of hatred and greed takes strength of character and resolve. We resolve to be the people of courage and abiding love that keep on when we make a mistake, forgive when others make a mistake and see mistakes as opportunities to grasp what is good out of what seems impossible. Make us the examples to our children and families that defy our old ways of thinking and doing, that we may become beacons of grace, light, love, and justice for all. Now that we are woke, let us be vessels of mercy and compassion. Let love rule and justice abide. Amen. And may it be so. Now our closing hymn is We Shall Overcome, sung by Morehouse College. If you've ever been to a Heritage Ensemble concert, you know that we sing we shall overcome today. And I ask that as you sing along at home, let's stop waiting for someday. Let's make it happen today. <laughs> 